Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Welcome, everybody, to episode five of the Queen Divas podcast. Steph and I are joining you today to discuss all things travel-related. After last week's episode, which saw me in the middle of, you know, some dodgy basement with all these luxury cars all around me, we thought it prudent that we might bring in a whole segment on travel. But before we get into that, Steph, what was the highlight of your week, darling? Oh, can I say Texas got hit with a freaking blizzard. (laughs) No, No, it's like probably not a blizzard for a lot of people. Um, I think a lot of people from the north are just kind of like laughing at people in the south in Texas. Like, ha ha, this is what you, you know, we live on a daily basis. And it's like, guys, this state is not equipped for this. Like, this isn't something that they were not prepared for. We were not prepared for For everyone in Australia, Steph, for everyone in Australia where we don't, we don't live this at all. <laughs> we, live, we live different things. We can talk about cyclones. I'll discuss those at length when we get hit by one, which probably won't, will come pretty soon because we're coming into that, that season really? part of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that at length. But for everyone here listening, what is it that you're experiencing? I, I know because I've got a lot of clients who are in your area. So I've had a fair few clients sort of messaging me, you know, water's gone, they're getting flooded, they've got no power, like all sorts of stuff. But for everyone that's not American based, (laughs) what does it mean? What does it look like? What are you guys going through? Well, it's practically the whole United States, except maybe like Southern California, Florida, South Carolina, Georgia, all of them are exempt out of this, but all of the U.S. right now has been attacked. And I mean, I don't know what made them mad. I don't know if Canada sent this or what happened, but this has really hit the whole U.S. by honestly, when we, like I said, the North was not unexpected. That's pretty normal for them. Um, being in Texas, you guys for geographically showing y'all, we're on the like South part of the United States, very close to Mexico. Okay. Mexico is our border. So um, we definitely got slammed and cold weather is pretty normal here in Texas during the winter. But when we got snow, like, okay, it's again, going back to not normal. uh, We got about six to eight inches of snow. That's not normal for Texas. That is like hundreds of years, I think, since they've even tracked, um, you know, the the weather in general, like they have not hit any of these numbers. So this is history in the making. And what happened because of the infrastructure of all the homes, the pipes are all bursting. These freezing temperatures are causing, honestly, a lot more damage than you can imagine. The whole state is practically without power. Luckily, we are so blessed, so, so blessed, which leads me into what am I grateful for this week? We have power. We are so, so happy and blessed that we've been able to keep up with warmth, you know, and obviously cook our food um, and not deal with um, really a cold house. But the water situation in our house, kind of got a little crappy, um, no water, then the pipes bursted. So we did have a little flood into my gym, into my garage and into uh, my kitchen. So that was one of the you know downfalls, but that's little guys, like for you guys to understand what's going on, like it's so sad. Some of these things that are happening here in Texas because it's unexpected and no one has ever experienced this here. You have to think we are like a hot, hot state. Like this yeah. is 
again, like it's supposed yeah. to be hot. And even in the winter, yes, we get cold um, and we expect it, but it's nothing like snow. And yeah. because of these freezing temperatures, um, a lot of people are resorting to even, you know, going into their car because they have no power. No, yeah, there's no, there's nothing that they can resort to for warmth and they're dying. They're dying from carbon monoxide. They're like literally killing All themselves, right. you know, like it's so sad. And like, again, the people with no power with children, with newborn babies, Guys, it's like below eight degrees, zero, zero below zero. So what, you know? um, what's the government doing there? You're getting a bit of government support. Are they coming in and trying to help these families that are in these situations, less fortunate? No. Yes. You know, the state alone is trying to do their best with, you know, even the shelters are getting yeah. these these bikes bursted to where they're having to run away from the shelters alone. So the state, the whole state is under emergency, but um, with the weather getting cleared up here over the weekend, hopefully everything starts, of course, looking better next week. And, you know, again, this is just going to be one of those um, tragedies that I think the state's now going to be more equipped when this happens in the future. So yeah, besides that, guys, we are good. We are good. Uh, things are going to start getting a little better, um, but just keep us in our prayer, you know, in your prayers. You know, that's one of those things where everyone that is dealing with this uh, right now is suffering. So um, we're, I know okay, I, just, we're um, lucky. I just asked Christos in our little podcast chat while you were chatting, what was the name of this? Because he and I have been discussing the crazy change in weather all over, right? And what we mean by that is We've been experiencing the same, you know, you know what it's like here in Brisbane. Oh my God, humid as hell. We've got that you know, Asian vibe <laughs> of humidity, right? It's fucking hot. <laughs> Sizzling hot. And like literally, you know, our idea of winter is like, um, we might get, drop down to say three degrees overnight, but by 10 o'clock in the day, we're at 17 degrees, people. Like it's really beautiful all year round. I think our average temperature is 27 degrees, right? Yeah. So we've been witnessing though and experiencing, you can even see here, like this morning's a little cooler or was a little cooler initially. Um, I've got a jump on. Christos and I have been discussing that, you know, every so many years or something, I don't know all the parameters on it, but basically every so many years, there's a um, period like this where globally everything is just a little bit cooler. There's a lot more, um, you know, warmer, yep. sort of weather. Yep. And um, I was messaging him going, what is it? It's that La Nina weather where it's all about, what are they saying? They're saying that it's a periodic cooling of the ocean temperature that basically creates these patterns of like tropical rainfall tropical storms and we're, we, we definitely have been experiencing we've had lots of rain in the last you know sort of six months but also just much cooler temperate climates like I'm talking we've been experiencing cooler like our summer we didn't really feel normally our summer is like bitey hot we didn't really feel like we had much of one this year like we just finished you know we're coming into coming into change of season we're just finishing up our summer in the next week or so. And it doesn't feel like we really had too much one. We had a lot of cold snaps in Melbourne when we were there for the Australian Open the other week and um, for the last couple of weeks. And honestly, we only had two days where it was warm. And normally the Australian Open is like 45 degree heat, like blazing sun. If you're not layered with sunscreen, you are literally peeling half your layers. It was actually, Ali, a couple of years ago, exactly in February, I was visiting you. Yeah. And this was Terrible. the hottest <laughs> fucking month. I like we couldn't stand it. I was and here I am so much. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, so I get you. I get, I get what you're saying, you know, and I do understand because I think we kind of did expect here in Texas to have a colder winter 
winter just because the summer was extended. Like we didn't yeah. really get yeah. a winter until like last month, to be honest. Like yeah, wow. December exactly. was beautiful. Like it was in the seventies. Like that's not normal here either. So yeah, 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 going back to what you said, I really do think it has a lot to do with the global warming as well as just the climate change. So um, yeah, anyway, so good. We're good in Texas. Sorry. We're good in the deep South. Yeah. Given you know, what's going on with you, travel at the moment might be a little lower on the priority list, right? But um, what are you looking forward to in the coming week? What are you focused on? And obviously you're purely grateful for the fact you still have electricity, I would say. Yeah. Oh, that is the biggest blessing right now. I'm just so grateful to have power. Like again, everyone in the state of Texas, like the majority of the state doesn't have power, which means they don't have heaters. They don't have, you know, obviously ability to cook their food. So we do have that ability. Um, we will be fixing obviously the pipe and getting the gym restored again. So that is going to be my goal. Um, and also just trying to help as much as I can. I know my clients that are local as well as just in the same situation in other states, uh, reprogramming, right? Like home home exercises and, you know, workouts. So it's going to be a little busy, busy little upcoming week, I think, you know, but other than that, it cannot be worse, honestly, in the case of where we're at. Like I, we have power, we have food, uh, crossing my fingers that doesn't obviously uh, <laughs> go away in the next few days but yeah, I think yeah. with the weather we should be coming out of it so how, how about you Allie how was your week wow. and, you know? wow. well that's that's uh that's a bit of a hectic week that was a challenge for you this week and I you know by the all accounts I don't necessarily think it's over yet right so probably a little bit like you in the sense where I'm now now looking after clients of mine that are affected by some of this and and particularly yeah. directly in your area but then you know like you said there are other states are affected where I've got clients in yes. the same boat so helping manage that and just helping them I think mentally and emotionally because for some of them they, they legitimately are families that have lost power and stuff so right working through that yeah working through that um but for us for anyone who didn't watch we were in lockdown so we ended up being in Australia what was Australia that program. about Oh, babe. Okay. So what I love about our government, actually, for all the people who want to sort of complain about it, is that it tends <laughs> to grab something and nip it in the bud real quick. So because it's the UK strain that's come through with people coming back into the country and then there's, you know, inevitable bloody spread through the quarantine hotels. So we had one of those situations and it was through one of the ventilation things. So basically one of the ventilation things inside the hotel went and there was a spread through the, the hotel and it community transmitted a couple of instances. So they just jumped on it straight away because it happened before the weekend. As we know, the weekend is when everyone gets out, socializes and the numbers go rampant. So they jumped on it and basically called a lockdown. And this is like right when we'd already been there for sort of two weeks and we were thinking we're probably coming close to being able to travel home and then all of a sudden bam you're in your room you cannot leave so <laughs> like, holy shit okay so luckily for us we were staying within a five kilometer radius because you've got like a five kilometer distance you can travel for essentials and stuff with um so the two the, the family unit was split between two locations but within the five kilometer radius so we could still get across and literally be isolated quarantine just with family between two spots which was great um but it meant that it was five days of intense lockdown it meant that I didn't train for two weeks. So we'll talk about, you know, travel and the impact of that and how to yeah. modify things. But then also, you know, how to just process it if you actually can't. Like I legitimately just couldn't do anything. We, I got my step count up when I could and how I could, when I could move. But I had to just really let go of any kind of preconceived guilt you. or notion that I have to be in a gym and I have to be training. I don't feel bad for it at all. Do I, you guys I'll, get I'll, notice? Do you guys get no. notice when you're going to get a note? No, like, you don't always. It'll just be boom, locked down. 
You're in your house. So, so whenever you get locked down, like you get told the day of or like the next Sometimes day? Sometimes it's the day of. In Brisbane, we got told the morning of to be locked down at 12 o'clock in the midday, midday, not even at midnight. In Melbourne, they told us in the morning we were locked down by midnight. Had to be in your, had to be in your home. So you guys are able to like contain it within five days? I'm sure yeah, we did. Like that. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. It's so, so different. For us. <laughs> so if everyone is listening to this that's American, they're gonna be like, what the fuck happens? Well, yeah, you got locked up for five days. Like you couldn't leave your house or your yeah. room. And so, yeah, yeah. Tell that so, to an American. I mean, seriously. Really, the thing was was that it got contained. So within the five days, right, there was no more cases. But what we were able to do, which we're pretty lucky, out, so we live between two states, Queensland and ACT, which is our, our you know governing state where all the parliament and everything is. And um, the Queensland border locked us out. We weren't allowed to go back there because of Victoria being in lockdown, but we could go to ACT. So we, as soon as it was two days mm. deep in Melbourne, we went, you know what? We're better off in our own home environment where at least we've got our office areas and stuff. Yeah. So we traveled from there to Canberra and then we were straight into a quarantine situation in our own home in Canberra, which meant we can't leave the house at all, not even for a walk or anything, right? It's like being in your hotel. You but outside? Can't go outside. So we had <laughs> federal police knocking on our door to check we were there. Because there oh, had been a lady that had been caught blow. out. I know, right? We had a lady being caught out and about doing the wrong thing. So then they were knocking on everyone's door and checking with there. So good for us. We were doing all the right things, clearly. What is she doing? Walking her dog? What is she doing? I mean, come on. But what, what a trip, right? So the good thing was, and I'm grateful for it, that we as a nation are capable of pulling something in really quick and for the health and I think for the community and citizen level of, you know, responsibility that we have, we're really quite good. So we did what we had to do and within five days, it was great. The lockdown was lifted. And then literally the very next day we we're on a plane home to Queensland. Yeah. So, so I was, just, of course, I see so many Australians I actually have quite a, a, a big Australian following, you know, hence yeah. the, the, you know, WBFF, as well as all my fellow friends and queens. Um, yeah, I, I found it very interesting to see the lockdown for five yeah, days yeah. in particular. I was, I even, you know, have a few clients out there and I'm like, lockdown for five days? Like, what's five days going to do? I mean, well, seriously. It's a period where I guess the incubation and the contamination process is really quite high. So I guess too, it's going to be that, that period where if you're going to have had exposure, you'd be starting to show some symptoms unless you're an asymptomatic Person, yeah, which we know they exist. Well, um, I'm glad you guys are off lockdown. That's that's so we're great. We're lockdown, <laughs> so I'm like, woo! We had so I'm blessed for the fact that we were still able to travel home midway through to a home environment, which was great. There was still travel in this, right? So looping this into our travel conversation, we really and and it's relevant again because in September of last year for Christos's birthday, I bought him a trip. We're going away to the Whit Sundays to travel within Australia as our little re relaxation trip. We leave on Wednesday. Right. And we've got to now factor in travel with this as well. And one of the biggest things that has been a you know focal point for us in travel up until now has actually been obviously the whole COVID side of things. So, you know, making sure that we're keeping clean, hygiene is, you know, key of focus. We take our wipes, we wipe everything down in our little space, even though they say mm -hmm. they've wiped it down, we still bloody wipe it down because we're a little bit yep. organic. And then yeah. just honestly, just keeping a mask on our face the entire time we hit the airport through to when we leave the airport at the other end, right? Which is totally yeah. random. That's not what travel usually looks like for us whatsoever, but it is now. And the other thing that Christos and I have taken to, where normally on a, on a domestic flight, we wouldn't care about, consuming food like we might take our own food if i'm in a prep process we might consume certain food on the planes if we've already you know given them our dietary requirements 
But reality is we wouldn't care. Now we just don't eat at all. We just don't take our masks off. We just don't eat. We just don't even risk it, right? So travel kind of looks a little different. And I think that's worth noting too, because you don't want to get to your final destination and be sick, even if it's not COVID, it's just, you know, a flu, because these environments, these cabins are so conducive to tracking any kind of bacteria and spreading. Exactly. So like my biggest fear, I think in general with traveling just right now, is really just the flight alone. It's like not even the airport itself. Yeah, it's it's more the the flight. It's just the cabin. It's in the flight. So really it's about masking on and I mean, keeping it on. And yeah, um, yeah I agree hundred percent, you know, wiping everything down, hand sanitizing yourself, yeah. and, you know, just taking those protocols of just hygiene. I mean, it's what we're supposed to do anyway. <laughs> I know you think so, right? But oh my God, <laughs> so gross. Um, so what my focus is for the coming week, I guess, when it comes to, to the travel side of things is the fact that we've got to navigate a trip to Sydney for a day for a very special event, which I can't announce anything on yet, but I'm going to, and I'm so excited. It's a pretty big deal. So I'm going to tell everyone about it in the next week or two when we actually can release data about it. We'll, we'll talk about it. But we're going down. We'll be down there Monday, overnight Monday, and then back on Tuesday. So I've got a plan for that. And plan for the fact that we'll be on a set and I don't really know what the day or the timings or anything look like. So we've got to map our food out for that. But then also I need to plan that we get back and then head obviously off to this to this trip we're doing up in Sundays. Now, interestingly enough, this trip itself, I have to prepare all the, like I have to organize catering and all the food, which I actually think is a really cool thing. Most people might listen to that and be like, oh, that doesn't sound like much of a holiday. But I'm actually loving that because it gives us more control, right? Yes, exactly. We're not in a prep process right now. I'm not cutting to a stage right now. And I'm actually deeply grateful that I'm not. (laughs) I'm I'm pissing my fitness up a wall and not having a focus on it because I still am. So we will still be looking at, you know, what we're doing and how we're eating and, and this sort of food that we're actually consuming while we're away. So I guess it brings us to two things. And that is this. Travel, I think, now has a big focus on hygiene and health. And I think that's something we probably shouldn't negate because it's such a huge component of travel now, even though it's not really historically something we would have focused on. But number two is it's got to be fit for your goals. So when you're looking at travel as a whole or something to navigate, always take it back to because it's like anything when it comes to food, right? What are your specific goals? Like, where are you right now? Are you traveling for a corporate job where you're only going to be gone for a couple of days, but, you know, when you're not gone for this job trip, you aren't really in a restrictive phase anyway. Are you currently in a flexible process? Are you currently in an off season and we're in a surplus and you're lifting for performance? Are you currently in a process of, I am going to relax like Christos and I are, and it's more of a holiday and it's for fun, or are you traveling mid-prep, for prep Mm. and to a stage? Because all of those areas are going to require very different considerations. Yes, absolutely. And I couldn't agree more with addressing how this trip is going to flow, how it's going to go and what's expected out of you, whether if it's more activity that you actually have to do, you know, actually getting workouts in or a relaxation, maybe having a deload week, right? And not even worrying about the gyms. Maybe just doing a little, some stepped counting, but that's about it, you know? So a hundred percent agree. I think one of the best things to really focus on is making sure your food is the number one priority, right? Like, and that's leading into your catering thing. Um, so is this like, obviously for your upcoming trip, like you're able to yeah. 
like so to give everyone a perspective on this, right, um, the island we're going to in the Whitsundays only has a, several villas on it. So it's quite a small, self-contained, private sort of island, right? But because of COVID, right. they've shut down their restaurant for, t- for now, temporarily. But what they've done is they've got these amazing, like, um, it's like all barbecue and open and grilling areas and everything else right by the pool, right on the water. So for the people that are staying there, they've got this opportunity where you've got these different companies on the mainland that you can purchase catering processes from where you can either pick an entire, um, you know, package for the duration you're there with all these different food options. You can prepare your whole thing. You can um, purchase pre-prepared packages where it's just pulling together and finalizing a few things, but not necessarily everything from scratch. Um, Or you can take all your own stuff from the mainland completely up to you so we're at the moment going through the process of organizing what we want when we want so one of them is a little bit more a la carte and we want to enjoy ourselves so we'll have a couple of meals from that and then the other one is more you know you'd probably think it'd be more of a robust health orientated structure where you can prepare your own meals and create what you'd like right so we're going to probably go 70 percent from that 30% from the a la carte side so you can see I've still got a focus on meeting with with a, with a degree here, an 80-20 principle while I'm away, we're still enjoying ourselves and we're still having that luxurious component, but it's not every day and it's not all day and it's not every meal. Right. So with your actual like catering side, like it's very similar to meal prep service, right? It sounds it like is. what, what they're exactly. doing for you is a meal prep service that you can most likely order from your local provider if you have a good, you know, chef in your city, um, a lot of meal prep companies are upcoming and growing more and more with everyone becoming more health conscious and also becoming more entrepreneurs, right? Like I think yeah. as you gain more on your plate, you don't have the time to yeah. cook and to be meal prepping. So yeah, meal prepping is definitely one of those things that takes a lot of effort. So maybe the dishes and leaving all that extra stuff for yeah. an extra external source would be great for you. Um, but in your case, Ali, so obviously you said 70% is going to be yeah, some of like yeah. okay, the clean side. And then the other, yeah. you're going to be able to splurge. Yeah. But then it's solely a relaxation trip. It correct? is. Yes. Okay. And this is why I'm making a point of suggesting to everyone that, Hey, look, we're not going balls to the wall, you know, sacking off all health for a whole, you know, sort of week yeah. just because it's a holiday. We're just, we're just taking what we're doing and, and creating elements of fun and some flexibility inside of what isn't our normal routine anyway. But I mean, that's, that's largely because this is just, we've we're talking about this for truly my lifestyle so anything more than that i would feel like crap and it's just not it's not even what i would enjoy or want to do right um so that's the way that we're approaching it now i can also do that because i'm like i said i'm i'm fueling i'm matching my energy needs right now i'm living in a state of energy balance i'm not in a, a massive crazy surplus because i'm only just starting to scale my training and my rehab back up progressively loading over time towards the powerlifting stage but I'm also, I'm not in a deficit. I'm not cutting. I'm not worried about having lost my abs a little bit. Like I'm in this really lovely stage of loving my life, living my day to day, but not necessarily at the same time eating like shit just because I can. I don't believe in doing that. I really believe in, um, you know, quality over quantity and really making sure that I'm fueling myself for health, right? So I'm wellness orientated. It's just the lifestyle I lead. So we will do the 70-30. And to us, that's actually 
to us, that's fine and that is relaxation. To us, that's enough. Needed. Like we don't need to go any more than that. And our days are already sort of filled and I've got, you know, a part of it is relaxation and in spas, but then we're doing snorkeling. We're going to this, you know, oh, um, nice. this, yeah, this really exclusive white beach, you know, island in another area for a beautiful lunch where we're doing stuff. We're active the whole time, right? So which is again, just very typical of us. We're very, we're nature orientated and we're active even on our days off, right? So I guess the things to think about in this is, and I come from a corporate background. I used to live out, of, I've lived out of airports my whole life. I probably, for the people that have watched this and know that I travel abroad, maybe four to five months of the year, really in total, that is still less than I did when I was in corporate. It's crazy, but I was legitimately on planes and out of you know suitcases my whole life. So in corporate, it's a little harder, I found. And I think anyone listening to this that comes from a corporate background or is in corporate or has a job that is a nine to five or mm -hmm. end or even longer hours that requires them to be on the road as a sales rep or on the road in general or in and out of airports, you got to know where I'm coming from. You're going to film me, people. Exactly. Hotel airport, um, hotel rooms have shithouse fridges and they're really fucking small and you can't cook crap. <laughs> uh -oh. And then also in and out of airports, airport food is horrendous airplane food even worse <laughs> and need, need we say you're usually running from meeting to meeting in and out of places like it's crazy hectic and I found in my corporate life I was still the same I still led the same sort of lifestyle in fact I was probably maybe even a little bit more anal back then about really controlling what I could control and I would always and Steph you hit it the, the nail on the head and this is back before it was even fucking sexy I always had food prep companies in any state I was traveling to. I'd plan ahead. I'd call ahead. I'd order ahead. I'd have them delivered to my hotel. I'd have them in my room. I'd request a microwave wherever I was staying. I'd have a little six pack bag. And this is back when six pack bags weren't that little, they were pretty clunky. And everyone would look at you like <laughs> there was something wrong with you because they, again, weren't sexy and weren't common back then. Um, I'd carry it everywhere with me. And I would take my food for the first part of the trip and I'd literally then just be catered food on the way home, but I'd always prep for it. So I would probably urge everyone to look at, okay, where am I at with my goals in fitness? Do I have the element to be flexible or not? Am I going to be going somewhere where I'm at a conference all day or do I have a presentation to give and then a, you know, a boozy afternoon lunch? Because that actually happens too. So how am I going to navigate around that, allow for that, track around it, whatever it is that you're going to do, just planning ahead. Planning is what prevents failure. You know, I truly believe that. Be organized as hell. I was a spreadsheet queen. Everything was spreadsheeted down to where I was getting my food and when and what delivery service. So, you know, I think that's probably the best way to tackle it if you're traveling for work. Did you travel for work when you were doing the gym stuff, Steph? I'm sure you did because you were a part of a big chain, weren't you? Yeah, you know what? I was actually stationed. I, you know, I think for anybody that has to go to a facility and be there all day will feel me on this one. It's like <laughs> you work out and that's like your, your same home, like where you work out of, like, that's just your second home. Like you're there all day, every day. And you practically should bring your bed. Like you should some <laughs> and just sleep there overnight because you don't leave, you know? So having your food with you is the most crucial thing because you can't leave, you can't leave. You're not going anywhere. So that either means you're getting something called in to get delivered to you, which is normally never a good option it's usually fast food right so you have to have your stuff prepared and going into like your long meetings thing Ali I think that really can you know be related to across the board to a lot of people that are just busy not just you know in the corporate world but in general like if you have a job that demands you or you know whatever you're doing is long periods of time whether that's two three four hours what are you doing with your meal frequency right or your mm -hmm 
schedule in general? Are you doing intermittent fasting to prevent, you know, yeah. obviously that big window in the morning? Are you not doing IF and you're starting to do every three, me- three hours a meal? Or are you doing just three big meals a day? Knowing how many times a day you're eating already consistently and what's going to deter you from obviously your goal is also something to look at. Yeah. So having your food with you, whether if that is through meal prep service or do what I do immediately when you pick your location over, you know, destination of vacation um, or just work just with the competitions, like with not competing ourselves, but going for the competitors, you know, for the team, (laughs) same thing. Um, Finding a hub immediately when you get there or searching obviously beforehand, the closest grocery store. So you can immediately get to that grocery store. And although you're staying in a hotel, being very resourceful, if you're not doing like an international flight and you're doing something domestic, you can travel with some pretty easy electronic, you know, little griddles. I mean it, like you could easily cook some stuff up in your, in your hotel, you know, you put it into, you know, obviously just with electricity, you don't need a stove per se, but you can cook some eggs. Trust me. You can get some oats. You can even do a little, little chicken on the side. I'm being serious. A minute, (laughs) minute rices. I mean, you can make it work, especially if you're, you know, doing some traveling, just like I said, domestically, it starts getting a little more complicated when you're going international. I think that's where I've came into some issues of getting my food confiscated is uh, because they don't want poultry and other different types of agriculture into different countries. So yeah, besides that, anyone that is planning to travel internationally, even though right now it's a very very touchy or iffy subject, right? Like it's more about you having only enough until you get off the flight. Okay. So that's my tip to anybody that's traveling, you know, internationally or just from, you know, country to country. So um, domestically, you shouldn't have an issue. I think that's across, is that the same in Australia? Are you guys allowed to We can can travel with with food. It's not a problem. Um, Obviously though, with current conditions, I would 100% not taking it out inside the cabinet and consuming it there, I'd literally just be, it's in the, it's in the thing above. Right. Um, But I think even here, our domestic travel is whilst it's going, it's definitely not at the full capacity it would normally be. And it's dictated again to whether or not, you know, borders are shut from one place to another. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Really hoping that as we're seeing this vaccine rolled out over the next two months here in Australia, because it's only just landed here, um, we're like one of the last countries to get it because I think they just think, oh, fuck it, you're doing fine. You don't need it. <laughs> I really do. I mean, they're like, you really don't need it, people. You're a big, you know, you're containing it in five days. Ocean. I mean, sorry. <laughs> So we're only just starting to get it. And I think, you know, look, as this progresses and and the cases across the planet are starting to, you know, sort of subside and be more controlled, I think we will start seeing more traction and more opening up and more, a lot more even fluidity between our own states. But um, what I am noticing is a lot more people taking to the road in their camper vans, taking to the road in their cars, like doing the local based travel, which I love. And that even lends you to even more scope to be able to take stuff with you. I mean, for crying out loud, we even took our SUV to Melbourne because Christos couldn't possibly do a few weeks in Melbourne without having his steak SUV. Uh, I don't blame him. He put I really that in a suitcase, in a carry-on suitcase, and we carried that over. Like, so funny. And then he left it there. Cheeky buggers. Now we're ordering another one because we can't possibly be without one. So. <laughs> so good. So you are right. You can carry stuff and you can take stuff on the planes for sure. But yeah, I so think, making you know, sure you do have like yeah. food with you, just so you know, yeah. like if, and, 
over there domestically, you know, make sure you plan ahead. And like for me, my favorite, my go-to and for meal prep, if I have to prep my food is going to be the crock pot. I think a crock pot's just like a life savior. You can just throw in, you know, your protein source, whether if that's some beef or some chicken, you know, some turkey and you already have made, you just let it all cook overnight or, you know, throughout the day. And there you go. You just separate it and put it inside some, you know, containers and, you know, off you go into your flight and you're pretty stacked with some protein sources. Cause I do find that cooking it, I think is the hardest. Um, if you're not able to uh, have a, like a house or, you know, Airbnb that has a kitchen, um, if you have a hotel, you know, traveling with a cooler, like in a six pack bag, Fitmark bag, all of those are, you know, essential for you to cool and have, you know, everything already refrigerated. But if, you have to think like that's only going to last you for so long, right? Because if yeah, you know your freezers, your little yeah, freezer um, bags start, you know, melting, that's only going to last to, you know, however long uh, they last. So having a little fridge or calling ahead of time to your yeah. hotel and asking, it's okay to ask and request yeah. a refrigerator or even a microwave. Microwaves. Some hotels, yeah, are definitely accommodating as long as you yeah. tell them ahead of time uh, or request it. I know maybe some run out in time. I know that happened to me in London. Uh, everybody yeah. had requested a microwave right before myself. So when I request, requested it, I didn't get one. I ended up went and this is how, how strict I was. And of course we walked out, you know, with a world championship title or Allie and I both did. Um, yeah. it was, I went to the store and we bought a microwave. Yeah. yeah fuck it. We bought a microwave. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that was because I didn't want to eat cold food. That was honestly, we've, that's um, being prissy. We've but. actually done that so many times on so many trips on so many occasions, like actually physically bought, microwaves or little mini air fryers because i love air fryers yeah. I and mean, they're just sensational so I guess, yes. yeah same. exactly right and i guess you know another thing that i used to find handy was always looking for service departments or yes, premises exactly. that allowed you to actually have a small city cook, um, cooking facility that was always a really great way to go and i love the fact that for some of the shows they actually have their host hotels in hotels that have the opportunity to book rooms that are fully self-contained self-sufficient so that's fantastic yep. So if we now take this conversation from travel from work through to a more strict, rigid structure where we're traveling during a prep, maybe to support some of our teams in different shows prior to stepping on stage, or it's for our own show, it looks very, very different people down to I'm talking like I get on a plane and I am head to toe compression to the point where I feel like I want to pop my own head off. <laughs> I'm like neck, two feet and then big socks and everything is cool controlled to I've got timed components of when I'm consuming my water to when I'm eating whatever I'm eating it's there's certain legs because I'm international I come from so far away from everywhere else in the world that I literally will travel for a whole day to get somewhere so I'll have whole portions or whole legs of certain flights where I'm fasting completely um so it is literally to the wire to the time frame planned and then we will pick locations to stay in in our peak week or our time frames leading into when we need to be into to a host hotel in a environment where we can either cook prepare food and store food or we are right beside or within walking distance to you know habit stack here and do cardio plus uh, get my food to a whole foods yeah. everything yeah, in america foods. centers yeah. around whole foods when i'm in a prep right yeah. so 100% there are, you know, ways to structure and be organized for this. But there's also two, you know, we, we talk about this before, really great, reputable and previously utilized by, you know, pros, catering services that will provide, you know, prep friendly meals. Personally, for me, though, when I'm coming into that final stage and it's literally to the wire and we're taking out titles, 
I'd never leave it to a catering company. Never. Don't, don't never leave it to the, don't oh, leave it in somebody don't, else's hand. I do it all too much. It's all me. Well, yeah. effectively just, just don't do it. Just and, learn and, from me. <laughs> I, I and, and I was just going to say, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to end this and caveat it with, I know I helped Steph on a few occasions. Um, <laughs> tell everyone about your experience. It was like Scheisenhausen. <laughs> oh, it's not just one time, guys. I should have learned my first time. Like uh, dealing with the external source, it's great. Again, like Ali said, once you get to peak week, um, I mean, it's a different rodeo. You do need to be much more precise for you to come in and obviously just peak correctly. You want to make sure you're actually eating your meals on time mm -hmm. as well as drinking your fluids on time. And this is one thing that I... I did in Vegas, actually. Actually, you know, it happened in London as well. I actually yes. used meal prep servant in London. Um, but, you know, there was just some complications to where the order was wrong. It was just a day, a couple days late. You know, obviously a couple days of peak week is a very- This matters. This matters. <laughs> like you can't have your measurements out. You can't be missing something. You can't have extra anything. Mm -hmm. And you can't be late. Can't be late. That's the key here. Wow. So that was less than one. You know what? We just made it work. We, you know, found some food that was London going into Vegas peak week there. Uh, I actually, the delivery service, it didn't make it. They had a snowstorm going back to snow. The, all the, you know, trucks were full of food, you know, for the service, nothing made it. So here goes Vegas again, same rodeo. You're like, what the hell? How did this happen again? No food <laughs> on peak week. You know, but luckily we had amazing, you know, like there was a store we were able to you know, make it work. You know, we, we got, team members to give us like their extra you know food um so no it was teamwork made the dream work for that 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 show and you're Bahamas. Bahamas. oh my god <laughs> and i'm bringing you all of my potato wedges I fucking run out of potatoes <laughs> Here I go. I know Allie, you know, she has a, a home there with uh, with Christos. And I'm like, Allie, I need your fucking help, man. I, I need to bake some fucking potatoes. <laughs> like, I, need to, I need some fucking sweet potatoes and I need them now. And she's just like, I got you. And no, I got you. <laughs> so anyways, we shared potatoes. We've shared our chocolates. We oh, shared, we we're, our LA. we're backstage in LA and we're sharing rice and jam and lollies. Mm. I mean, we've, and, you know, when you think about it, we've shared food every single show since yeah. 2017. High five, yeah. since uh, Hey, hey, it's so true. Since LA, since our yep. first pro show together, we've actually always shared yeah. back. We've shared food every single time. Yeah. So the, the moral of the story to this too is the fact that, you know, if you are prepping to travel and you're traveling, you know, where you've got an environment where you know you're going to be traveling, there's going to be teammates around. Don't be afraid to put your hand up and ask for help. And also <laughs> you know, maybe collaborate yeah. with your team and be like, hey guys, you know, I'll bring this, you bring that. Mm -hmm. Again, if it's a peak weight situation, I always think take control, put your own air mask on before you put on yeah. someone else's because <laughs> you need to be right on time, right yeah, but then be willing to help others right don't be don't oh be absolutely always take extra too exactly. i think that's one of the things like uh, I, that's how we even started talking. I yeah. think we were eating a little spike of sugar and I'm like, here, try these Reese's. You've never tried Reese's before? No, They're I crazy. haven't. You were my best And she's Reese's just like, never. Here. And I'm like, you're missing out on life, girl. You've never had Reese's. <laughs> so, I can clearly understand how we became best friends. It really yeah. was all about the Reese's. <laughs> it was actually Reese's Pieces particularly, but you know, you know, anyways, um, no, I, I agree about not lending, you know, the outsource of peak yeah. week or, you know, closer to show yeah. uh, week um, into another hand yeah. besides yourself. So and also, 
Yeah. Don't wing it, people. Don't like wait till you land somewhere to then start trying to find something because especially oh. if you've got off a, a plane for a while and then there's a gap and you should have already been eating at eating. your timing block yeah. and you've got to wait then for something. No, just don't risk it. You know what I mean? Like seriously, plan ahead, be methodical with your approach, be super diligent, triple check everything, become a spreadsheet freaking queen if you're not already and make sure you don't leave anything to chance right that's a huge got you same goes to the gym i think this is very important like you said like knowing ahead of time where the grocery store is the proximity from your hotel from where you're staying your airbnb to this grocery store to also the gym or if the place you're staying at has enough of the equipment for you to be able to train and utilize and maybe substitute a few things don't just get there and be like fuck i don't have a barbell like okay like that's what my whole that's what my whole program consists of it's okay if they at least have dumbbells you're at least kind of ahead of time start re-planning you know rescheduling some of that session over to dumbbell work you know so it's still same thing but you know it's more about pre-planning and knowing ahead of time am i in a place that has a gym right is this hotel equipped or is this just have cardio? Cause some gyms literally only have yeah. a pair of dumbbells and cardio machine and that's it. Uh, so if that's the case, you want to look for a close gym or if maybe that close gym has even what you're looking for. Right. So maybe looking around and seeing the best gym for your session. Yeah. Um, and also modifying guys, it's okay. Like I, th- I have some clients freak out. I can't do this leg press. I don't have this leg press machine. And it's like, guys, we're going to be able to work that leg press so many other times. Like, having i think for me it's fun traveling and uh, and actually finding new equipment and maybe trying a different variation from this new line that i've never tried before a Mm -hmm. cybex from a live fitness you know to obviously like a different line is going to be different right like so i actually miss that like the biggest thing i miss i think has been the fact that i have not had exposure to many different facilities in the last 12 months because it you and you and i have talked about this before steph it's the best part about what we do. It's getting to have fucking fun. In Variety. Food. Like we run into a gym. We're like a, we're like a chubby kid in a bakery. Right? It's like, get me on that donut. I mean, like, chubby kid I mean, in a bakery. It's a kid in a I playground. Mean, <laughs> right? It seriously is. We're like, we get so excited. I'm sure they look at us and they're like, yeah, I'm sure that's not protein powder inside that shaker. Good ladies. <laughs> what are these it ladies drinking? Is. Yeah. It's actually- a lot of fun wrapped up in this. But we really do. We get excited about it. I mean, and it's just, it's another indication that we're actually living passion, right? And that we're doing what we love. But it's true. I love trialing new equipment, new environments. You, know, you just get you get to play. It's playful for me. So I, yes. I totally agree with you. So, you know, for everyone else, then the other take-home message out of that is creating a flexible mindset. So creating a mindset that is not rigid in the fact that it must look like X, Y, Z. And instead creating this level, and we talked about this in a co- in the coaching episode, a level of curiosity to everything that you're doing. Like create this level of, right, well, I don't have that, but how can I go make this work in a different, a exactly. hundred different ways? Yes. Getting, getting, you know, I think innovative in everything that you do because it's going to expand your experience, but it'll also expand your knowledge and your, you know, I think resilience. So flexibility with traveling is super important. Be, I always say to my team, be ready for everything to fall apart. Life Amen, sis. <laughs> a backstage at a show, everything yep. will go fucking south at some point. You can bet your house on it. So get really, really, really good at expecting the worst. And if it doesn't happen, you know, punch the sky and be like, fuck yeah, rock that one. Because it's a bonus if something doesn't go wrong. It is not the expectation that nothing will go wrong. 
So take that home and apply it to travel too. Flights will get canceled. Shit will get delayed. Baggage will get lost. So my key points are always have your food on you in the cabin upstairs. Don't check it in because shit will get lost. Always be ready for something to be delivered to your hotel. Yes, but try to have something already oh, on you that's yes. transportable that you can have in. It's just a protein shake on water just in case it's late. Be ready, prepare for failure because, and I'm not talking your failure, I'm talking failure of the uncontrollable variables outside yes. of your scope, right? So be prepared exactly. for that. That's my next take home. And then my last thing that I want to end on today is this. I don't care who you are, what you're doing, what level you're at and how serious you take your life and maybe your journey in fitness. When it's time to unwind with your significant other and have fun or your family on a family vacation, can you stop being so obsessed with scales and food and, you know, numbers and just live in the goddamn moment? Because those moments are going to pass and you're going to regret later that you did not take it and jump it and leverage it. And I'm not saying that's a free pass to go be an eat all you want asshole at a buffet every single meal the whole trip. I just mean be present in the moment with your people. And don't be obsessing here about the fact that you don't have access to your gym and you might be having four days. Like in my case, Christ, in Melbourne, I think I trained four times out of three weeks. I'm fine, people. I didn't lose my mind. And in fact, my body's thanking me. I'm considering it a, just an extended freaking deload. I'm hitting my shit hard now because I'm able to, but it's, it's been okay, people. So I yeah, think this is really important. Touching on that, Ali, I think that you hit it really, really big there as far as like taking a deload and, and beyond what your normalized, you know, deload yeah. is. Like deload normally is for someone to say a week, right? But like, what is a normal deload? Like everyone's exactly. deload to be different. Like you, some people need two weeks. Some people need three. Some people need four. Like, yeah. heck, some people need a few months. And I mean that like not to where they're just not training completely. They're still getting back in there it's just yeah, that it's yeah. not their priority and look there's yeah. so many different times like we talked about you know traveling for relaxation and some flexibility and you know making sure that you do have that time unwinded with your significant other your family members um, but then there is a time that you're going to be traveling in a much more strict approach that I find much more difficult I do I think this is um, sometimes some people think it's lightly taken and they, it's going to be easy and it, I'm going to be able to stay on track and I'm not going to get hungry it's like guys you know how hang you get when you don't when you miss a meal even just by 15 minutes like and you expect yourself to like not fall apart and lose your shit on like in a different city yeah, out of your you know your habitat like it's it's overwhelming I think that that's what people don't realize when traveling and trying to stay strict and on track there's so many different ways that you can approach it not just from a flexibility standpoint it's more about understanding that it's okay to fuck up all right yeah, it's okay 100%. Like, you know it's, it's okay so funny 100%. You're talking about that. And as you're talking about that, I'm picturing this one episode of me in the Bahamas house. And this must have been, I think we we're staying there before we went across for the uh, for the London show. So we we're actually, we had been oh, doing yeah. our peak in the Bahamas thing. We went across the London show. No, but the, oh my God, I just remember this moment. You know when like every single gram counts, right? When you're in a deficit and you're that hungry and you're tired and you're exhausted and your brain sort of has a little bit of a fart moment and you kind of just can't string a sentence together. It happens at least one or two days in coming into the final weeks for sure. And I had that moment and I was at the end of the day and I had been complaining to Christos that I had to cut my food down. He put this food in front of me and I'm looking at it and I'm like, 
like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck? Is this? That's one fucking mouthful. Whatever. That's not. That's not even gonna feed my big toe. And it was literally like a hundred grams of rice or something, right? But it was so funny. I remember having this big, this big tantrum, and then I picked it up, and then I dropped it all over the floor. I just started crying. <laughs> I looked at him. I'm like. Yeah! <laughs> He's just looked at me and normally he would he would berate me, would do something. But I remember in this moment, he just looked at me and just went, oh no. And just started hugging me. He's like, what the fuck did you do? I fucking broke her. This is also because he knows I'm not an emotional person. So he's probably seen me cry maybe three times in seven years, right? So he was probably just like, what do I even do with this? <laughs> She's broken. <Yeah. laughs> That's normal. Okay, okay, so anyone that freaks out during the last few weeks and then on peak week is losing their marbles, can't fucking remember where their keys are. They're so, probably in your hand. Yeah, you never dropped them off. Okay, come on. Like, it's normal so that is one of the most crucial times and my biggest recommendation and this goes across the board to anyone and this is what I try to do for myself if of course possible is stay home try to stay in your habitat as much as possible like in your normal you know place of routine and avoid travel if you really want to be successful going into your peak week and going into your show my biggest suggestion like Allie she can go and travel and go on a peak week I'm opposite okay I'm going opposite if i'm not in my bed in my house with my dogs in my training i am not normal like this is not good for me so you know i know for me it's a different place i need to be and i cannot travel because i'm gonna get out of line yeah, out, of, out of your rhythm yeah you know and, so you know, look and we talked we touched on that earlier i think the reason that i'm probably like that is because my whole adult life i've traveled like that right yeah. so it's just it's the norm for me i don't feel I just don't feel it as such. But having said that, though, I'll agree with you. If I'm in a place that's got like a shit bed and a shit mattress and a shit pillow, I'm not a happy camper. But <laughs> uh, having said that, most of the time we try to coordinate it in places that are known to us or their family. Oh, of course. It's yeah. our family home like we have mm -hmm. in, in the Bahamas, right? Um, Yours are but, but those look very tropical. And I'm like, I wish I could do that, but I know myself. I'm like, I'm going to be <laughs> I'm gonna be wanting a margarita in my hand versus, you know, a glass of wine versus actually staying regimented. I wanting to, you know, get to show day. And then from there on wanting to relax. So, Hey, there's two, there's so many ways that you can approach traveling. Just know yourself. Number one, yeah. about yeah. you knowing yourself. Are you the type of person immediately starts falling off track just because there is yeah. a flight or other things you got to work on we can a routine with your you know with your flights as well as like your vacation before you ever even consider traveling in a prep okay and i think you just um i think you just hit the nail on the head though and the biggest take home that i got out of that last part was know yourself know your triggers so know ahead if you have historically had these situations happen plan for them plan for them don't just let them happen again because they just happen because they don't just happen it's a cycle yeah. it's a pattern so know your triggers um plan around you um understand how to hack your own crap right so if you know you're someone that can't go to a certain event or a certain family function and not get pulled into something prepare for that be ready for that tell your partner if this happens pull me away take your food you know, suggest that they put on X, Y, Z and that, that there's that on the grill. So it's not just all shit food, like whatever it is, or better yet. And I've said this to many of my clients, choose the venue. If you're going somewhere and you're going to be traveling and you're going to be catching up with another family or friends or whatever it is, choose the venue, know ahead of time where you're going, what the menu is, plan for it, be ready for it. Like there's so many things you can do here. Um, but our whole purpose of this was travel, travel safe, 
know where you're going, what your goal is in fitness and that stage of the year and your life and your sport or whatever else, and then tailor everything to that. Remember, training and fitness has always got to be linked to your goal and your purpose. It, you know, you just don't want to be directionless. Unless, of course, you're going to have fun and a complete relaxation and you're tapping out for four days. Don't just don't bother. You don't don't have to worry about training for those four days. Take it as time off. You know, so our our whole thing, I think, is know your goal still and be prepared for that. Make that the whole purpose of how you plan for your specific travel. And every single every single travel um, piece of travel that you do across the year will be different because you'll be at different stages, different needs, different requirements, and different you know um, objectives really. So. You'll learn so much every single time. You'll learn about yourself, about like Ali said, you know, your triggers, if you do have any when traveling or going into certain settings. So it's just about making sure you make the most out of wherever you're going. Make sure you take the moment to intake the outside, you know, the nature and really living in the moment and not allowing yourself to overstress on numbers. Yeah. Uh, stay on point, but, you know, also make sure you, you're there for yourself and, you know, you engage with what's going on and, I think that that's also super important, not just being oh, so obsessive. Very important. Very, very important. I definitely think that's something that you get better and better with the longer that you're in this sport too, is being able to let go of this insane level of obsessive hyper-focus and also unnecessary level of control in periods where the volume should be down, not dialed right up. You don't have to live in a room that has a fire alarm going off all year round, Right turn the volume down when you need to and enjoy the time you've got where you don't have to be hyper-vigilant. So on that note, for everyone, I'm praying 2020 lets us have a lot more travel than 2020 did and that we all have this as a problem, and I wouldn't call it a problem, i call it a blessing, that we all have to factor in and consider. So hopefully our conversations today in February will mean something at some point in 2021 that you might have to reflect back on to work out how to make your travel effective and not derailed. Um, thanks again, Steph. Love chatting you with you. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Or see you next here. week. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, darling. Awesome, hon. All right. <laughs> and then we'll try and come up with a um, try and come up with a guest for next week. We'll have a think about that. So, with the guest, so I was thinking um, since Holly wasn't available to like March anyway, um, did we just want to like promote one once a month instead of doing because i feel like they overlap so much doing like two yeah a month. i don't mind honestly i don't mind we could oh, even look yeah. at like one a month for now and then be looking at two oh, a month over. later yeah yeah, yeah. because we'll we start like looking at pre-booking people for like a couple of months in advance type thing yeah. so yeah we'll start putting our heads together about how we want the flow of it to happen and what time of the year it is and what's most relevant but I really think it would be a good place to have Alison um, come on. And with Alison, obviously, always comes Paul. But um, but from the point of view of boss lady, boss babe, great success story in business, I think she's amazing. And I also think it, it'll filter into talking about the season ahead and the direction and the change and the platforms that they're getting a lot better at. Um, I think that's pretty cool. And she can be promoting some of the, you know, um, sort of lives that they're doing and things. Yeah, I think it'll be great to have them just in general, just because yeah, they're correct. Cool of our yeah. titles and it's just going to bring even right. more of the audience exactly and- exactly exactly so i i think you know um we'll probably reach out i'll get i'll get christos to try and you know tee them up but the only issue when we get paul and allison on it it's like it's always on their schedule so we don't you know we're gonna have to go oh, with whatever fine. time they give us 
Let me just he's gonna he's gonna end the meeting. So I'll chat to you and think. Oh, chat up, set up the WhatsApp. Yeah, chat. in the WhatsApp. That's cool with Chris. The WhatsApp chat. Set it up. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas Four, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala Seven. See you all next week.